Glad you're here too. And we appreciate your rescue. There are souls to say, send the light, send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore, send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine. have heard the Macedonian call today. Send the light, send the light. And a golden offering at the cross we lay. Send the light, send the light. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine forevermore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light. Crown above, send the light, send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore, send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine forevermore. Man, please be seated. <clears throat> Just a couple of pages over, 652. We've heard the joyful sound. <clears throat> Sing the first and the last verses. We have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Spread the tidings all around. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Bear the news to every land. Climb the steeps and cross the waves. Onward is our Lord's command. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Give the wings a mighty voice. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Let the nations now rejoice. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Shout salvation full and free. Highest hills and deepest caves. This our song of victory. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer.
Let us pray. Merciful God in heaven, we come into your presence tonight with thanksgiving that you are our God and you've provided Christ Jesus as our Savior and the Holy Spirit as our Comforter. You provided the church as our uh, gathering place, Father, as amongst family here on this earth. And we give uh, you thanks for the hope that you've laid up for us in heaven. Father, our hearts are heavy uh, to, to members of our family here that are sick, that are undergoing uh, operations this coming week, putting themselves in uh, a situation where the doctors have to administer to them health-wise. Lord, we know that the physicians minister, but you do the healing. And Lord, we commit our families here in Savannah that are undergoing these operations into your care. And we ask that you'd guide the physicians' hands, that you'd heal their bodies, Father, and return them to a, a good state of health. We ask that you would bless our members who are in the nursing homes, especially our aged members, Father. And we'd ask that you would guide and give them a, a comforting hand and a quiet spirit. Lord, we ask your special blessings on our teenagers that are away from us tonight. We'd ask that you'd bless them and help them to return safely. We ask your blessings on Wes as he returns tonight. We'd ask that you'd give him a safe return. Thank you for Jim being back. Lord, we just praise you as our God, and we thank you for our family here, a family that loves one another and most of all puts you first in our lives. We thank you for our elders. Thank you for our deacons that uh, do so much work in this congregation. Thank you for our teachers. We thank you for Jonathan and members like him that go the extra mile in their lives, Father, that will go out and, and spread your gospel and uh, show them Jesus Christ living in uh, people's lives. Father, guide us this night. Bless us and help us. Be with our visitors. Give them safe journey home. We would ask that you bless us. Keep your grace showering down upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'll go ahead and mark the uh, uh, invitation song, it'll be number 628. 628. And if you will, turn back a few pages to 625. 625, we've sung this song before. Jonathan comes and makes his presentation. <coughs> Zion's call sweetly rings over land and sea, bidding us look to realms above. While the light from the throne shines for you and me, let us list to the call of love. Zion's call is ringing, coming from the throne above. While we hear it ringing, let us heed the call of love. On the road to the goal, Burdens we must bear, but we have help from realms above. We receive courage new when we kneel in prayer. Let us listen to the call of love. <clears throat> Zion's call. 
from the throne above while we hear it ringing let us heed the call of love while we tarry below there is work to do and our strength cometh from above. As we labor and wait, we must all be true. Let us listen to the call of love. Zion's call is ringing, coming from the Thanks, Steve, for laying the groundwork this morning for missions. Uh, he did it a lot better than I ever could. And uh, as most of you know, I would much rather be in Thomas O'Haiti right now than up here speaking. So uh, bear with me. Uh, it's great to see the involvement this church has had in, in this mission field, for the, uh, especially during the last uh, this September trip. And, um, and I'm sure it will be involved going forward. Uh, first of all, I cannot express my gratitude for everything you have done for the past few months. Uh, Denise Rinks and Ann Hunt came to me and wanted to know what they could do to help. I told them there was a need for hygiene bags. Jackie Watson and Jimmy Young joined in and the rest is history. This congregation, as usual, met and exceeded the goal that was set before them. You provided all the hygiene packs not only for the September trip that we were on, but also the one this past October, a couple of weeks ago, and the one coming up next week for November. Special thanks to the ladies' class and also the middle adult class for helping assemble the hygiene packs. We transported the, pa the hygiene packs to Haiti in our checked luggage. They were then passed out to people treated in the scabies clinic each day. These packs help the Haitians by improving the hygiene and it leads to fewer infestations of scabies and lice. Uh, we have Mike Martin with us tonight. Uh, he was on the trip, and he can tell you more about the scabies because he got a, he got a baptism by fire in the scabies on Monday morning. Um, and when I think of these hygiene packs and uh, that was provided by the members of this church, I'm reminded of Matthew 25, 34, and 35. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. As I've mentioned, along with Mallory and me, Savannah sent four, uh, four more representatives, Nicole Landry, Kyle Morton, and Mike and Marion Martin. 
since my last trip in January, a guest house and a gallery for meals has been, uh, has been built on the Live Beyond base. The entire compound is surrounded by walls and manned by guards around the clock. Sunday after the church service, we packed the food bags. Each bag contains rice and a small amount of beans. Beans are very expensive. Um, I really don't know why this time, uh, but they have skyrocketed. So our team made sure that every single bean made it to the patients, and that is our team members picking up uh, beans that were spilled. Once again, the food bags were given to those who are seen at the medical clinics. We then headed into town to visit the orphans at the orphanage. It was great to see uh, Mallory experience this bombardment for the first time. Um, this is supposed to be a video, but I guess a picture we'll just have to do right now. Uh, there was a little trouble getting it to work. Then it was off to the swimming hole. Then it was off to the swimming hole, and then back to the compound. Uh, we took the orphans to the compound uh, for an intense game of soccer, and as you can see, this field is safe and well manicured. Uh, I left about two square inches of skin on that field from the palm of my hand and uh, shed a little blood, and also from one of our other team members um, got a little banged up. Clinics began on Monday with a team seeing around 200 patients each day. About an hour after starting the day in my usual positions of shuttling patients uh, from the waiting area to the appropriate caregiver, I was then moved to the lab. I spent the rest of the week performing urine analysis, pregnancy tests, and blood and glucose levels. Uh, that was a little different experience for me, and uh, it turned out to be a good one, uh, a little change of pace for me. Mallory settled in with Sarah showing her the ropes on Monday. She also spent time working with a maternal health program, and as you can see here in the Scabies Clinic. On Thursday, she was paired with Dr. V, which meant that she basically saw patients on her own, because uh, he is uh, a little all over the place. And uh, I was so proud to see her uh, with her translator just taking care of patients as they came. Uh, Mike and Marion started in the Scabies uh, uh, Clinic Monday, as I've said. And uh, uh, just feel free to ask him about that experience after, after church. He's sitting right down here with Don, and uh, I'm sure he can enlighten you on what's, uh, what goes on in the Scabies Clinic. Uh, they then workflow and uh, intake for the rest of the week. Looking back on the, the week, the first thing that comes to mind is 2 Timothy 1 and 5. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. Having a member of my family there made this a very special trip. It was great to see Mallory work and show her passion and love for her patients. Working together, we could not feel we could not but feel the influence of this church in Magdalene Harden, my aunt and her great grandmother. After the clinics each day, we loaded into three different vehicles and went to visit the people who could not make the clinics. Most all of these people that we visit in a, a program that we call the Community Outreach Program have some sort of handicap, whether physical or mental. On one of these visits, visits we're exposed to the enemy that we're battling in Haiti. Steve talked about uh, the schools and things that he was establishing all over Africa. Haiti is the only country in the world, I think, that practices voodoo, 
which uh, is just the worship of Satan instead of worshiping the God that we all know and, and love and worship each week. They worship Satan completely and wholly. Uh, on one visit, uh, we found this woman with a third-degree burn on her foot. She said that she had confronted her brother about taking another man's wife. He put a voodoo curse on her to show his displeasure. A burn appeared on her foot as a result of this curse. She stuck with this story because she either practiced voodoo or she was fearful of someone who practiced voodoo. The people who openly worship Satan use things like this as a tool to instill fear. The people in the community are constantly bombarded with things like this that are difficult for them to understand. As a result, a lot of them are reluctant to even acknowledge Christianity. I'm happy to report that progress is being made on this front. Larat is a community steeped in voodoo. It is no secret that we are not welcome there, and as a, as a result, the teams no longer do clinics there. The teams do, however, visit Larat to tell people about Jesus. Over the last few months, community members, even a voodoo priest, has allowed us to pray with them and for them. It seems like a small step, but it is a very important one, and it's exciting to see the progress that is being made on that front. For me, the most memorable moment of the trip came on our visit to a wheelchair-bound young man we call the King of Kings. Dave Johnston had proved himself to be a quiet and reserved, be quiet and reserved, and he was a very hard worker. Uh, while everyone was focused on the treatment of the lady with the voodoo curse, which you just saw, Dave pulled out a clean wipe uh, out of his backpack, and he's six foot. He's around six foot five. He's a very tall young man. He met. He met. He knelt down and began to wash the King of Kings' dusty feet and legs. What an incredible gesture and example from this quiet service. I was trying to come up. Uh, I asked Mallory uh, just to give us her uh, her impressions of, of the things she experienced on her first trip, and um, she sent me this. She said, "What is Haiti like?" That, that is the question that I've gotten most since I've gotten back. What is Haiti like? I wish I could give a clear answer. Haiti is beautiful and full of life, but at the same time, it is filthy and filled with more sad endings than happy. It is a beautiful, it is a beautiful little girl named Lancy with a perfect smile but cannot get the therapy she needs to strengthen her legs. It is a sweet elderly man that greets you with a thankful smile but hasn't eaten for five days. It is a man bound, with, bound at the hands by his family for eight years that finally confesses that Jésus est bon, which means Jesus is good. It is a three-foot-tall starving woman, as much animal as human, who, when she gets to heaven, will finally know how important her life was. It is a voodoo priestess with extensive burns about to bring a child into the world and finally being able to tell those around her the gospel instead of curses and magic. Haiti is looking into the eyes of the, of the oppressed and knowing that you will never be the same. Haiti is seeing the needy and sick and knowing as a whole you're helping to make it better. But that is not what it's about. 
It is about making one person in front of you at a time. It is about making the one person in front of you at that very moment feel like that they are the most important ever. I pray that everyone can feel that. I know, however, that that is not possible. But I can touch one person at a time and show them the love of Jesus. Let them feel the love of Jesus and let them know the love of Jesus. That is what he asks of all of us, one person person at a time. And this is what Haiti is like, according to Mallory. And that is very, very good from a uh, first-timer's point of view. 1 Peter 1, 10 and 11 reminds us that each and every one of us have gifts. As each of us has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Steve reminded us this morning that we should use our gifts to benefit others. Most of us will never go to Africa, but we can and do, through our individual gifts, help expand the kingdom there. We treated a little two-year-old girl with an abscess caused by scabies. We had to lance this abscess without proper anesthetics. A simple bar of soap donated by someone in this room tonight can prevent this painful procedure in the future. Jeremiah 22 tells us why it's important to take care of the sick and the poor. Verse 16 talks about King Josiah. He pled the cause of the afflicted and needy, then it was well. Is it not what it means to know me? Is that not what it means to know me? Declares the Lord. It is great to be part of a group of Christians who are constantly seeking to know the Lord by taking care of the afflicted and the needy, not only in Haiti, Romania, and Honduras, but to those here among us every day. Proverbs 19.17 says, One who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord, and he will, he will repay him for this good deed. Thank you, and thank you for once again for all the support that you have given us and will continue to give us. Thank you. We're going to extend the invitation of Jesus Christ. Hymn number 628 will be that song. Um, I remember Jack Lewis, Dr. Lewis, saying one time that he did a funeral for a man, and because he had a Ph.D., the man thought he needed to speak to him in a special way, so Brother Lewis was telling, expressing to him his sympathy for his brother and asking him how he felt. And he said, Brother Lewis, I don't have the words in my laboratory to express my my." feelings on this occasion. You know, uh, I was hoping that 
Jonathan would just extend an invitation from that because there really are no words to follow what you've seen today. You know, I mean, I have a passage here in, in Acts chapter 14 when the first mission trip was taken by Paul and Barnabas and when they returned. Just let me read it to you. It says they preached the good news in that city. They won a large number of disciples. They returned to Lystra, to Iconium, to Antioch, strengthening the disciples, encouraging them to remain true to the faith. And then they made this statement, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they put their trust. They, they continued going through Pisidia, Pamphylia, and when they had preached the word in Persia, they came down to Italia. And in Italia they saved back, sailed back to Antioch. And when they had been committed to the grace of God for the work that they had now completed on arriving, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they stayed there a long time with the disciples. You know, it, 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 we need to work, but we also need to report. You know, we, we don't live in a, a tiny world. There, there was a time when we might not have known what was going on around the world, but now we do. I have a quote uh, from Mother Teresa, and I love it because she, she said, if you can't feed a thousand people, then just feed one. And I was just thinking of uh, our work in the church here. I mean, might there be a lot of things that we could have done, but some of our ladies decided to get together and put together these, uh, these uh, packets so that people could keep their mouths and their body clean. And we were able to send a thousand of those, and that was a great blessing. It's a wonderful thing to see that in the church and even outside the church, that there are people who care about others. And demonstrating that is, is what changes the world. You know, in, in James chapter 2, in verse 14, James says, What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no works? Can such faith save him? The answer is obvious, no. And then he gives an example. Suppose a brother or sister without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and, and be well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by deeds or by works, is dead. And so today we discover that the gospel is a combination of faith and works. And there's no separation, really, between evangelism and benevolence and edification. Because with the gospel of Jesus Christ, they all come together. You know, once you've fed people that are hungry, you've helped them with medical difficulties, and then you suggest to them that you might want to study the Word of God with them so that they become Christians like you, I think they're ready to listen then. And so this is a, this is a wonderful thing. And we just praise God for Steve and all the people that have worked with him in Nigeria, for the people who are involved in Romania, and for all the group that are here that have worked in Haiti. And, uh, and it reminds us again... There's nothing that you can do for Jesus Christ. There's nothing that you do for others that will not be blessed by God. I don't know where your life is directed or where it's headed, but some people have set examples to us. I mean, are we through the children of God? Do we care? Does it make a difference to us? And are we willing to do what we can do to advance the gospel of Christ around the world? And if we are then we truly are the children of God.
And one day, not only us, but also those we've reached out to, will be able to spend eternity with God in heaven. If you're away from Christ and you need to come back to him, if you've never named the name of Jesus and you'd like to be baptized into Christ, if you just need our prayers or our encouragement, whatever your need might be, if you need to come, won't you come tonight while we stand and while we sing together. If the light of His presence has brightened your way, oh, will you not tell of your gladness today? Oh, will you not tell it today? Will you not tell it today? If the light of His presence has brightened your way, will you not tell it today? If the souls all around you are living in sin, if the Master has told you to bid them come in, if the sweet invitation they never have heard, oh, will you not tell them the cheer-bringing word? Oh, will you not tell it today? Will you not tell it presence has brightened your way, oh, will you not tell it today? Turn, if you will, to 634. 634. If you're here tonight and you need to partake of the Lord's Supper, it's prepared and... Uh, if you'll exit during this song, to my right and to your left, uh, you'll be served. After this song, we'll be, we'll be closed in prayer. <clears throat> o land of rest for Thee, I sigh when will the moment come when I shall lay my armor by and dwell in peace at home. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered home. I saw that once my Savior's side no more my steps shall roam. With Him I'll break this chilling tide and reach my heavenly home. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work 
Kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this, what has been a beautiful day. We're thankful, Father, for all the blessings that you've given us, and we're thankful that we've had this time to come before you and worship thee and sing praises unto your holy name. Thank you, Father, for this congregation and our ministers and elders. And Father, we're, we pray for those that we mentioned earlier that are sick. We ask that you will bless them as, as to their needs and your mercies. And we ask, Father, that you bless all of those that are suffering from the loss of loved ones at this time. Father, we ask that you will bless all of our missions, teams, and their efforts. And we pray, Father, that you will keep them safe while they are away from their families and while they are teaching and preaching the gospel and glorifying your holy name. Father, we pray that you will bless us all. As we leave here tonight, keep us safe, guide, guard, and direct our paths. Forgive us of our sins for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.